the one thing that I love about springtime is not the sunshine or the, the higher temperatures, not even the flowers or the leaves on the trees, but it's the birds. You can hear the birds here in the woods again. And during the winter, there are a few birds, of course, but they're not singing. They're just signaling, hey, I'm here. Are you there? <laughs> are you as cold as I am? Yeah. Do, have you found food? No, it's winter. <laughs> but now with the springtime, these birds are building their nests and they're singing their songs, trying to charm one another. Uh, and that, I don't know, there's something uplifting about it, especially when you're walking through the woods recording a podcast. And I have that bird song uh, in stereo in my ears because I'm recording this on a stereo recorder. So I hear an amplified version of all these birds. It's almost a shame that I have to talk. But welcome to another episode of The Walk. <laughs> I do value the higher temperatures, I have to say, during springtime because... Well, we need to save energy. <laughs> and if I have to turn the, heat, the heating on in the house, uh, that, that is a costly, this is a costly affair. <laughs> so I'm trying to save as much as I can because I don't know about your place uh, and where you live, but here in Europe, in my country, the Netherlands, We've been experiencing uh, a lot of the economic effects of the war in Ukraine. Um, and it made, made us all aware of how much we are depending on other countries and on the stability of those countries for our own economic stability. One thing that I never realized was, for instance, that a lot of the oil that we use for cooking... And for making our French fries, which we don't call French fries, it's just Dutch fries or Flemish fries, Belgian fries, uh, we use sunflower oil. And I always thought that that probably came from France. What did I know? That was the only place where I, during my vacations in the summer, I saw sunflower. So I just assumed, that, well, this is probably from France. Well, turns out, no. Like, I don't know, 90% of the sunflower oil that we use as ingredients or to cook, comes from Ukraine, uh, as is much of the grain. So the flour that we use to, make our, to bake our bread, uh, our, our cakes and whatnot, our cookies, that all came from Ukraine. It's a massive country uh, with, uh, that exported uh, so much that we depend on in our day-to-day -day lives. So as a result of the war, they have not been able, of course, to to uh, prepare the harvest later this year by seeding, by, um, how do you call that? Preparing the, the, the ground and, and, and put in the seeds and whatnot. So the, what we have is, is what we have in stock. And, well, the people in Ukraine have other things to worry about right now. It's all about survival. And other countries are unable to compensate for these changes. The same, of course, is true when it comes to gas, natural gas. We are, in Europe, uh, still using Russian gas. It varies between countries. So I think in my country, we use about 20% of, of the gas, the natural gas that we use in our economy, is from Russia. 
Most of that Russian gas is used by the industry, not by consumers. Uh, but <laughs> there are other countries like Germany. For them, it's 40%. So now that we've got all these restrictions, and, and uh, very important that we have those, because uh, you need, we need to do anything to stop uh, Russia from, from continuing this, this horrible war that in many ways is starting to look more and more like what the Nazis did during the Second World War with uh, the massacres of innocent civilians and kind of genocidal type of, of, uh, of killing that's going on. Uh, the, we also have to be ready if we want to stop uh, Russia and Russian armies we also need to bear the consequences of that. And, well, the most obvious consequence is uh, that the prices are going up tremendously. The inflation in the Netherlands is now at around 12%. It's never been this high since, I think, the oil crisis in the 70s of the last century. I remember those times. Um, and that means that the prices are also rising and some ingredients are even uh, doubling their price. So the other day I saw that a, a bottle of regular cooking oil, which a few months ago was just 99 cents, um, is now $4.99. It's, and, 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 and a lot of the supermarkets don't even have sunflower oil anymore. So we are, uh, we're noticing that, of course, in our day-to-day -day routines the prices of energy are going through the roof and as always uh, in times of war the, it's the people with a small income or lower incomes that are um, having to that, that have to bear the brunt of this uh, of these changes and so a lot of the poorer um, part of the population is is really getting into trouble they can't pay their heating bills anymore i've read stories about people that actually um don't cook anymore just to not use gas they don't heat the house anymore they're walking around wearing like four pullovers and <laughs> or they stay in bed as long as they can just so they don't have to turn on the heat uh and it made me aware also of how fragile everything is and how important it is to be more, much more uh, deliberate when it comes to how I spent my money. Uh, not to mention, of course, that we need to help the people of Ukraine. We need to help the refugees. Uh, there is so much uh, immediate need for, for, for support and help. Um, but if you can't pay your own bills, then you can't help. So um, I think I'm going in the wrong direction because this ends in what looks like the garden of that big white villa. Or is it a restaurant? I, don't I think it's a restaurant. I might return here and take the other road. There's a fork in the road. So I'll take the left road, which should lead me further into the woods, although there may also be a, another road there that we have to cross. I've lost all sense of direction, but <laughs> what else is new? <laughs> so the other day, I went through my finances, 
and uh, I, I was making a list of all the, my fixed expenses. So what do I have to pay on a monthly basis? Uh, what is my income? Uh, what do I need to pay? What, I, what, what money do I need to reserve? Because there are also, of course, these annual uh, uh, bills that you have to pay for insurances and whatnot. You also need to have a bit of a, a buffer for unexpected things. Now, when it comes to equipment, computers, uh, cameras, etc., that is, of course, covered by Tridio, by our foundation. But nevertheless, <laughs> that too is, uh, is, a, is a small organization. So, uh, but that's not something that I specifically need to worry about. Uh, but there are also other appliances like i don't know washing machine or uh the car everything can can break down so um i felt that it was a good thing to just sit down and start uh planning my finances even more than i already did and that was quite eye-opening so the, the of course i i try to save uh money as much as i can uh, just by simply the first, the best way to save money is by not spending it. <laughs> and so I've been really postponing a lot of the purchases that I normally wouldn't think about. Like, for instance, let's start with clothes. Um, last week, it was, I think, the first time since the start of the pandemic that I bought new clothes. Um, and it was... The bare necessities. I have to cross this road. Oh yeah, that was actually a restaurant. I can see it now on my right side. That is a... Maybe it's also a hotel. It has these small rooms and a, with tiny balconies. This is a very nice area, of course, for vacationers during the summertime. But I'm walking on this small path that I think is going in the direction of Wageningen. So uh, it's a city where Father Henry lives. And these woods are much darker than the ones that I just left. Because these are all pine trees. Um, so the other part of the forest has more light because the, the, the trees don't have leaves yet. But these are pine trees, so it's much more covered. You can even hear it. The sound is also... It's more... I don't know, the... It, it's more muted, the sound. There's not, not as much echo as in the other part of the forest. Interesting. Uh, oops. And there are puddles. And there is mud. So every once in a while I have to make a small jump. The, uh, uh, I, I, so I bought new socks. Because literally all my socks have holes in them. And I don't have the aptitude to fix those holes myself. Maybe I should just look that up on youtube but i've 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 worn these socks for many years and i had to buy new underwear because the um when i was using the washing machine at father henry's place I, he's got an old washing machine and it literally tore my clothes to shreds so <laughs> i won't go into detail because some of you may have a very visual type of imagination but uh, let's put it this way, 
the, 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 my underwear would be something you could also see in like medieval cosplay or something like that, which is absolutely impossible to. Uh, they had to be replaced, and then uh, and also my pajamas were really in at least the the, the pajama trousers had to be replaced. So. But on the rest of my clothes, I've never changed them. I'm still wearing the same clergy shirts that I bought maybe five or six years ago in Rome. Um, and I've tried to buy some new ones every time I went to Rome, but I happen to have a very common size. Uh, in the Netherlands, usually there's a lot in my size because most of the Dutch are a lot taller than I am and bigger. Um, but... I have more of an Italian uh, size or measurement. So uh, very often when I would go to my, uh, I think it's Barbicone, where I usually get my shirts, they were out of shirts. They didn't have my size anymore because they're very much in demand. So what I do is every two, three years, I color them. I buy some black paint that you put in the washing machine with salt and you kind of... What is that thing hanging from my umbrella here? That looks like a worm. Uh, yeah, let's just... Oh, I'm trying to deposit this on the tree here. Because, um, yeah. <laughs> I think something dropped from the tree. It may have been this caterpillar that wanted to uh, join us for a ride. Uh, so the... Uh, I, I color, I recolor my shirts, and they are starting to wear, uh, show some wear and tear, especially the color part. But if you paint them black enough, you don't notice it because, well, black absorbs the light. So that's how I've been able to uh, use the same shirts for about five years now. I got one pair of trousers. Uh, I used to have uh, several. Um, well, three. Usually I've got three pants. Three pair of pants. And uh, is it a pair of trousers? A pair of pants as well? Or is it just pants? I don't know. Um, but the, I've been wearing these these same trousers for um, for two years now. Two and a half years. And these are actually trousers or pants that I bought for the Camino. Uh, because I wanted to... Do, oh, actually not for the Camino. These are the same type that I bought for the Camino, and I love them. Uh, but then those were completely used up after walking the Camino. Um, and I wanted to have a new pair of trousers for, for walks. And so these are actually North Face trousers. Um, they're very thin, um, but y- you can wash them very easily. They're super forgiving. They're very, very strong. And they dry in a matter of hours, which when I was walking the Camino was super important because you only had the night for them to dry. And so I wanted to get the same type of trousers just in case I had to go on a trip. For instance, if I'm in Rome, I only have these trousers because I can wash them in the sink of a hotel or whatever, I'm staying a bed and breakfast, and then um, they can dry during the night when I'm sleeping, so I don't have to take an extra pair of trousers with me. The thing is, all the other trousers were completely used up. Um, 
and I never got around because of COVID to buy new ones. So um, I've got one pair of trousers. <laughs> the, the coat that I'm currently wearing is one that we bought, I'd say 10 years ago. Maybe even, no, it was longer than that. I would say maybe 12 years ago. It was just a few years after I started working for television. And back then I was doing presentation work in the winter. But I didn't have, an, well, I did have one winter coat. But it wasn't, it didn't look very good. I just bought basically the cheapest coat that I could find. And according to the ladies that I worked with, that was not, it was not good enough. And so <laughs> they asked for a bit of budget from the producer to get me some new clothes. And they bought me this coat, which is very nice. Uh, and especially back then, it was definitely way above my budget. I think this, this coat must have cost more than 200 euros, which back then was, to me, was insane. How, why would you spend more than 40 bucks on a coat? But anyway, <laughs> welcome to my world. But thankfully, because the quality was good, it's still more or less, it looks, let's put it this way, it looks okay. On the inside, everything is ripped. And <laughs> it's, uh, um, yeah, the, the, you, if you look closely, you will see that it is completely used up. But, but it's warm and it works. And from a distance, you don't notice that it is an old coat. So I'm just keeping that. So anyway, not buying clothes um, has been one way for me to save money. I do. The only thing that I do invest in is good shoes. Because one of the things that I do is to record podcasts while walking. So I know that I need good shoes. Um, and I always buy the same brand at the same store. Anyway, I won't bore you with that. I'm probably already boring you with all these stories. But anyway, so not spending money. The, the other thing is um, trying to save on food uh, and cooking. So uh, now that the prices are rising, I'm using uh, different types of cooking. So I'm, I'm cooking more vegetables using uh, cooking instead of frying, for instance. I don't have a fryer anymore. I do have an air fryer, which is electrical. It's a bit like an oven. So I've noticed that you can use that also um, very efficiently to make larger quantities of food. So what I do is, um, instead of spending more on food, I keep the same budget, but I change my 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 menu i changed the diet i changed the recipes so i'm cooking way more with simple things like carrots and potatoes and cabbage um i had no idea wow do i go to the right or to the left it's all beautiful here i'm going i'm just going to go straight on uh the uh so I'm, uh, what i do now is challenge myself it's a bit um, akin to what I was talking about last week when you have very limited uh, equipment for work you become very very inventive you be, it's you just start to do more with the little things that you have and I try to apply that in the same way to my cooking um, so I'm buying cheaper ingredients that are still healthy and I try to come up with more interesting hello <laughs> Uh, more interesting um, recipes, which in itself is is fun to do because I'm I'm learning so much about uh, Asian cuisine and uh, just ways to 
um, use ingredients that I normally wouldn't buy because I just didn't think you could make anything that tastes good with it. Well, it turns out, with a bit of creativity, you can cook actually, I, I think I'm, I'm eating uh, better than last year, but much cheaper. But when I started to calculate the total costs, I noticed, and I was a bit proud of that, that actually my cost of living when it comes to food and clothes it had gone down instead of up in the last few months. And so, uh, but I also noticed that it's only a fraction of what I pay to other, to, for other things. And uh, the, the one thing that kind of shocked me a little bit was when I added up all the subscriptions uh, for entertainment. I was like, whoa, that is way more than I thought. Um, and it's, it's kind of like, it kind of creeps in. When Disney, for instance, started, I was like, okay, Disney Plus, Star Wars. I need to have a subscription because that's what I talk about on YouTube. And uh, uh, yeah, one of, one of the things that I do is to uh, tap into what's popular. So I need to be at least informed um, as to what is popular. But then Disney started at, uh, what was it, four bucks a month? And then they almost doubled their price. Where am I? Ah, okay, I'm, so I'm, this is a biking lane. I see some buildings there. And a path that goes to the right. And a path that goes to the left. I'll just go to the right, because I feel like I've been going southwest for a while now, which means that I'm getting farther and farther away um, from home. Uh, I just have to be careful that um, bikes are not that I'm not in the way of the bikes that may be here but it's raining a bit so I think it's quiet um, so the but all these subscriptions is the same thing they start off small like Netflix that started at maybe seven bucks a month and then it went to nine ten now they want to up it to 12 per month and you you could say well well it's you know, it's good value. You get a lot of movies, a lot of TV shows. But 12 bucks per month, if you multiply that by 12, well, it's 144. That's just one subscription. I don't think that these guys are supposed to be here on their motorbike. <laughs> anyway. Um, and, and, and then it never... The number of subscriptions never diminishes. It only grows. So you've got... Um, Netflix, Amazon Prime, which is still super cheap in the Netherlands. I think I pay three or four bucks per month. And they really have a good collection of stuff. And of course, with the Lord of the Rings series coming up, yeah, that's that's good value. And definitely a ton cheaper than in the US. But you know what's going to happen. Once they have a large enough audience, they're going to up their prices. Because they're going to hook you with the Lord of the Rings and then if you're a Tolkien fan like me, you'll probably be willing to pay a higher price. And the same happened with Disney. Now, recently, uh, HBO started. And so, if you add that all up... Plus, I've got my uh, movie su subscription, which is also started off for, I think, 14 bucks a month. 
which is, you know, basically you can watch any movie, anytime. But now it's 20. And I wouldn't be surprised that because of COVID, they're going to up the price even more because they have to recoup the, what they lost uh, because they didn't have any visitors for, uh, for months. Um, and all that, if you add it all up, what's this other thing? Oh, yeah, for my Storytel subscription, which is, um, again, I'm, uh, you may hear me pondering. I can continue on the bike lane, but I'm going to the left. This is um, a wooden shoe path. I love these. So these are paths that sometimes even go through fields and stuff where you normally are not supposed to walk, but the farmers have opened their uh, uh, their fields for uh, the hikers. So these are hiking paths. You're not supposed to walk here with wooden shoes. You can, of course, but I don't have any. <laughs> so uh, what was I saying? So the uh, yeah the storytell audiobooks va- v- incredible value for me because I I read maybe seventy five percent of my books now in the form of audiobooks because I can do that anytime especially when I'm running or biking or walking and I do a lot of that so that helps me to uh, to read two or three books per week so that's not too shabby um, but it's again it's that started off at eight per month, and then within a year that went to, I think it's twelve ninety nine. I still think it's great value, but I'm getting to the point when I add it all up, it was more than seventy euros per month. <sighs> That's a lot. That is a lot of money, and I noticed that with having all those different subscriptions. I, I, I'm already choosing what to watch. So I'm uh, watching Apple. Oh, Apple Plus. It's another one. Apple TV Plus. I got that for free because I um, I got it with the new iPad, which is uh, uh, Tridio. Um, so that's a work iPad, but I still was able to use that. But I just don't use all that media anymore. So <laughs> it's... It's, a, a, for me, one of the areas where I could save more uh, for, uh, in monthly cost is by choosing subscriptions and, and, and making a new assessment. What am I truly using? What am I watching and what, uh, what not? And for me, right now, I'm, I'm seriously considering to get rid of Netflix because Netflix is the most expensive one and it's the one that I watch the least um, and and Netflix is going to raise their prices uh, uh, even more they do have um, like a lower resolution version like SD so it's DVD quality and that one is still seven bucks a month so that may be a reason but it's let's all like small bits and pieces um, and another way of course to balance my expenses is uh, uh, by trying to find ways to finance certain things um, and make it self-sufficient. Is that the word? So I'm thinking for Lego, for instance, I'm not buying any Lego anymore uh, because it's very expensive. I I, I was tempted, I'll be honest. I saw that they had the um, 
they have a, a number of really cool sets. They've got the, the DeLorean time machine from Back to the Future, which is awesome. But it's 160 euros. That is a ton of money for a bit of plastic. And then uh, they've got these nice Star Wars di dioramas. And it's just insane. They're all like 70, 80, 90 bucks. Um, and of course, it's, that's just a luxury. It's just a hobby. It's, uh, but when I look at how much time I spent reading books, uh, I'd rather spend my money on audiobooks than, than spend it on, on Lego. Uh, and I do have, still have a lot of Lego. The only way for me to maybe expand my Lego collection is by generating a source of income that is Lego-based. And that's one of the things that I may try out is to develop my Lego channel a little bit more. So I do get a lot of requests for new catechesis videos. Uh, so I made a few uh, videos for schools explaining, for instance, um, uh, Easter and Holy Week and Lent and, and Pentecost. And I made these Lego stories and I um, reposted them on, a, on a, a separate YouTube channel. So though, those generate a lot of views. Uh, I do occasionally, from time to time, I do these Lego live streams. So over time, maybe, that can generate a little bit of income through advertisements. And then I can save up and maybe get a few Lego sets. But otherwise, I'm just not going to spend money on yet more entertainment. Because... When am I going to do that? So choosing hobbies that are low cost, like running, for instance, um, or walking, uh, the <laughs> kind of uh, the video games, the same thing. I will never buy a video game full price because it's 50 bucks. Like there's this new Star Wars Lego video game that is out, the Skywalker Saga. I love that series. I really, really uh, like what they did with that game. But it is, um, right now, it's 49 euros. And you know for sure that a year from now, that same, exactly the same game with all the extras and DLC is only going to cost around 29. Uh, and it's not that I don't have any games to play, so... If I look at the number of hours that I play video games, the only game that I really enjoy playing is that is also one of the cheapest games that I bought last year. It's uh, Valheim, where I'm just walking around in this Viking world and um, together with a few friends from from uh, the from Discord, we're building villages and and uh, houses, and it's a it's a ton of fun. And the game itself was just 16 bucks, I think. 16, 17 bucks. Super cheap. So it's all about rebalancing um, the budget and asking yourself, what do I truly need? And where can I chip away? And it's all bits and pieces. That's, that's, the, that's the art. So always ask yourself, is there a cheaper... Do I really need this? Of course, is this a need or a want? Now, need is also relative because usually for what you need, there are alternatives. Um, and 
for when it comes to wants, there's nothing wrong with wanting things or, or just investing a little bit in entertainment. After all, that may sound like a want, but sometimes it's also a need to be able to relax. And I, the, the joy that I get from watching a Star Wars series or watching an episode of The Big Bang Theory, that can brighten up my, my day and can make me truly laugh out loud, which in itself... You know, that's more in the category of something I, I truly need, and everyone needs that. But it's all about moderation and... Oh, another thing. It comes buying any type of, you know, snacks or, or wine or, or whiskey or whatever. Um, for me, that is a waste of money because it is... I'm basically spending money on stuff that makes... That, well, that doesn't help me health-wise. So I do have a few bottles of good whiskey, but that's for when I have friends. And when people give me a bottle of wine, I save it so that on my birthday, for instance, I have a, a good bottle of wine that I can serve. But for the rest, you know, if I want to eat something nice, I'd rather cook it myself so I can control the ingredients rather than to uh, spend a lot of money on just buying prefab food that is bad for me. So it's also, you know, that's not just all negative, having to live a frugal life. It can also help you re re reconsider what is truly good for you and what not. The final thing that, uh, uh, that I try to do when I save, when I try to save is to um, <laughs> leave my car. So I have not used my car for the entire time of Lent. Not one single moment. In fact, <laughs> on the front chair, the, the, the passenger chair next to where, where I'm sitting as a, as a driver, there is still a box of masks. from Because the last time I used the car, was it was still all the COVID restrictions were in place. That same box with the mask, masks is still sitting there because I have not been in my car for, uh, for the entire duration of Lent. And you know what? I think it's, it's feasible. Uh, yeah, it takes... <laughs> if I want to visit Ikea, I have to go there by bike, which is an hour and a half. <laughs> but that also prevents me from buying all sorts of stuff that I don't need because I don't have a car to transport it with. So the last time I visited Ikea, um, I got myself a knife sharpener, which was super useful because <laughs> all my knives are blunt. And I bought one. The, I have a set of knives, but I didn't have the, the, cook, the chef's knife, the one that you can, well, that is used a lot for meat and also for vegetables. So I got one of those knives, added it to my collection, and that was it. Um, and, oh, and, and one pan as well. So I went for a carbon steel pan because those are a bit tricky to prepare because you have to coat them. Um, but at least they last a lifetime. Whereas I used to buy these uh, Teflon pans with, uh, uh, what is it, anti-adhesive coating. That usually would come off. Apparently it's also very unhealthy. And those pans would last only about a year or two. So I decided, let's go for the... Yeah, 
these these other these carbon steel pans require a bit more care, but it's a one-time investment. So anyway, um, and not having the car when I did the calculations, I was baffled. Like the car itself is a couple of hundred euros per month, even when I'm not using it. So it's not just the gas prices; it's also taxes. It is uh, the repairs. Oh my gosh. So if I could get rid of the car for good, and I'm seriously considering it, um, I think it's... Yeah, I wouldn't have to worry. (laughs) Financially, everything would be balanced. So maybe that... And so it's the, the, the small things... Uh, trying to save a few euros at the supermarket every little bit helps but the big things like the car that's where it really makes a difference and of course it's also what requires the most adaptation and change if i don't have a car anymore it means that i have to make different choices when it comes to filming and if i want to go to i don't know film a documentary in paris for instance i need to book a train well the trains are not that cheap but if you plan it well in advance you may still be able to get a good deal Um, or i'll have to go there by bike which in itself could be an interesting story to tell so it's just about trying to make the necessary changes to rebalance the budget uh, to make sure that i have some some um, buffer some financial buffer whenever things break or go wrong but then uh, it's also uh, it, 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 it is an in- incentive to just change your ways, change the ways you spend your time, what you spend your time on, make healthier choices, choose the things that can make you happy without costing a a, a, a fortune. And that in itself is an interesting process. Anyway, hope this was helpful. <laughs> hope I didn't bore you too much with the stories about clothing. But thank you for listening. These are my tips for um, living a frugal life in financially challenging times. And uh, uh, let me know if you have any other tips. <laughs> you know where to find me. On social media or on Patreon. Speaking of which, my patrons, of course... Um, can accompany me this week for another extra mile which I will continue and uh, uh, after I'm done recording this episode so thanks for listening talk to you soon and have a great week and rest of your day ciao